Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. Honestly, you don't want to be taking generic legal advice from a YouTube channel or podcast in any event. On with the show. Good morning and welcome to another Virtual Legality. I am your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about a brand new article that I saw pop up only an hour ago or so, but that relates to what we've talked about on this channel in the past, especially in the last few weeks. Uh, And that's in respect of the growing confluence of influencers uh, and journalists and the discussion of access uh, and whether or not uh, the current industry paradigms that are really putting reviews in front of people's eyeballs on the video game side of things uh, is fair, and whether the disclosures that they are making uh, are proper under the FTC rules, which we talked about a couple weeks ago in respect of what Electronic Arts was doing with the marketing of Apex Legends. And as you might suspect, if you clicked on this video and you looked at the title, uh, we're once again back talking about Electronic Arts. Uh, And certainly uh, a story that is right now popping and that still needs time to develop in all honesty because there are kind of conflicting messages being delivered both by uh, the influencers, the content creators themselves, uh, and Electronic Arts and their community manager. And again, this has all happened in the last uh, couple of hours here on uh, February 22nd, 2019. So I think there's still time for this to develop. Uh, But I do want to talk about it a little bit this morning uh, because it certainly seems on its face uh, that Electronic Arts might be causing some some heartburn for itself, some problems for itself, if things are uh, roughly as they are portrayed to be uh, in uh, what we've seen in these stories. So without further ado, let's take a look at the story itself, uh, which we see here uh, on VG247. Uh, YouTuber paid by EA to review Anthem claims he was told to take down the video and remove watermarks after negative impressions. YouTuber GGG Man Lives says he was paid by EA to review Anthem as part of the Game Changers initiative. He put up a review and gave his honest negative impressions despite money changing hands. EA says this is something it encourages as part of Game Changers and that it wants its audience to be able to trust these paid reviews. They then go on to show some tweets uh, from Lee Williams, who is at Just Big Lee. Uh, who is a community manager for Electronic Arts. And he says, hey, both, just want to clear something up. Nobody has been blacklisted by us. Our team in Australia asked the video be taken down because some of our conditions on disclosure unsponsored weren't met. Nothing to do with the content of the video. We encourage the game changers to be honest in their content. It's one of the most important parts of the program and the community trusts them because of that honesty. Feel free to ask me or any of the game changers about how it works. More info here on ea.com slash game changers. And we're going to get to that in just a second. The, the start of this article 
uh, is unclear to me. Uh, the details of these things are always opaque. So my recommendation when you read these articles, when you look at these controversies, when you look at the, twi- the tweets uh, that people are putting out there is that you really take them with a grain of salt. You try to figure out what the facts are to the extent possible from the outside. Certainly uh, the internet is a place where it's very easy to get um, uh, confused or misled uh, about the facts of stories as they're happening, uh, as we've seen in any number of far more important stories than this uh, in the news as of late. Uh, but uh, with that being said, I don't know that GG Man, GGG Man lives, was paid actual cash money for any of this. I, I, I do think that he got copies of Anthem, uh, but certainly I was unable to find uh, any backing for money actually changing hands on this. But that, uh, that obviously could be uh, in error and certainly could be something that uh, could be adjusted in the future. The fact is, however, that whatever access uh, he was given, whatever perks he was given uh, comes back under that kind of rubric that we talked about with respect to Apex Legends. And if you wind up liking this video and the topics that we discuss and want to dive a little bit deeper into it, uh, we're going to kind of shallowly discuss the FTC requirements here because they're roughly the same that we talked about with respect to that Apex Legends influencer party uh, from a couple weeks back. Um, so I do recommend you check out that video as well uh, because there's a lot of good content there. Uh, but Suffice it to say, if you received something of benefit at all, regardless of whether it was money or access or trips or what have you, um, that is something that that generally needs to be disclosed. Uh, This article goes on to say, however, shortly after the review went live, the YouTuber was asked to remove EA watermarks, he claims. These watermarks are what show the audience that someone is a member of Game Changers. In a Twitter DM conversation with GGG Man Lives, he told me, I basically wasn't allowed to say anything negative about the game. If I also had the watermark in, because the watermark means EA endorses it and shares it through the Gamer Changers Network or something, I really don't know what it all means. I was just told it was to be pulled down and was basically a breach of contract or something along those lines. And from my perspective, I think that certainly could be the case. It certainly uh, is the nature of contracts to potentially have something that says, hey, you're going to be a part of this program, uh, and here is what you have to do. You have to disclose certain things. You have to not disclose other things. And it wouldn't really surprise me if there is some kind of provision in there that says, hey, you won't take uh, steps to disparage the brand or the products that we send you or things of that nature. Of course, A statement like that in an agreement with uh, influencers, with people that are creating content for you, uh, essentially eviscerates uh, whatever truthfulness one would expect from those folks. And and I think as the internet matures and as we get used to kind of dealing with influencers and talking about what it is that they do, we become more used to the fact that, uh, yes, they are in general a kind of paid arm of the public relations department of some of these companies. And you can kind of see that with the positivity and with the giveaways and with things uh, of that nature on Twitter and on Twitch and on YouTube. Um, so it doesn't really come as a surprise necessarily. And, and the more people kind of get acclimated to that approach, it, it's interesting. I think the law kind of says uh, the more people can expect something like that, the more it's obvious that these people are clearly paid advertisers for the company, the less requirements there are for disclosure, the less kind of onerous obligations there are, because it's basically assumed that the reasonable third party person out there in the world is coming to understand, yeah, okay, that's that's just that's just a rep of the company that is saying positive things. But for right now, I think that's very unclear. And certainly what EA itself has said, which is uh, it's one of the most important parts of the program for people to be honest, uh, and the community trusts them because of that honesty, which makes sense. That's the only reason the community really would trust somebody. 
um, is not necessarily evinced uh, by what we're seeing here in this story, which is uh, suggestive of the fact that EA basically said that they had to take the watermarks down. And we're going to talk about what those watermarks are and why they're important and why they're really separate from the content and why uh, GGG Man Lives might be exposing himself to potential penalties and Electronic Arts for asking him if this really was what happened. Uh, to take down those watermarks might be exposing themselves to penalties, uh, especially if money changed hands, but also if perks or, or just product changed hands with these influencers. Uh, this article goes on to describe the program a little bit. The game changers create a variety of content for EA, working with them to create guide videos, previews, and more. I asked GGG Man's Lives if he'd been sponsored to specifically create a review for Anthem, to which he replied, Yep. In traditional games media, there's a layer between advertising and site content. There's an ad team at Gamer Network, for example, and they sort out ad deals. I don't know VG247's uh, organizational structure that well, but I imagine they're part of this Gamer Network that they're now referencing. We have no say in what they do, and they can't influence the editorial side. This is kind of the normal way journalists handle this issue. They have people that write the content that can say bad things about a video game or a movie or a book or what have you. And they have people that sell the ads in the space. Uh, and that's changed a little bit in the digital landscape because you don't quite have the same structure. But that is really thought to be the best kind of way to keep a, a firewall between the people selling money, the people selling ads, and the people that have to review these products. Of course, uh, throughout the history of journalism uh, and, and reviews of pop culture items, we have seen instances uh, where that firewall has been breached somewhat, and those have tended to be massively controversial, uh, where you have uh, editors or you have reviewers essentially come out in public and say, hey, you know, my bosses told me I couldn't give this game a four or, or what have you. And that's always a problem because what a, a journalistic outlet, especially a review outlet, especially is selling is uh, that trustworthiness that I haven't been influenced by my access or by my connections to the publisher. Uh, and I have to be able to give my honest opinion because that's the only reason you would come and see what I have to say. Uh, because if I'm not giving my honest opinion, if I am just a uh, shill is the word you see a lot on the internet, but essentially a paid arm of the public relations department of the product developer or manufacturer, then it's of limited usefulness uh, regarding whether or not you can trust me and whether or not you should come and visit my site or read my magazine or my book or what have you. Uh, and I discussed this a lot in the, uh, in the video where I talked about it's about ethics in games journalism, which is borrowing the, the very controversial kind of headline argument defense of uh, the Gamergate movement uh, because it was essentially scorched earth and that, that language really isn't allowed to be used anymore. And I, I wanted to use it to kind of provoke that question. But there are still questions to be had about uh, what the journalistic firewalls should be, whether they're being upheld, especially when game publishers have all these access points with these fancy parties and things like that. And I think more than journalists right now, and I don't think money really changes hands with journalists, I think access does and things of that nature. Uh, but more than journalists right now, what we're seeing is it's really becoming a problematic and it's really coming to the fore in respect of these influencers, these people that have this fame, that, that do really push sales uh, and are important to these video game companies and these movie companies and these TV show companies um, to really uh, make sure they're happy and they're taken care of. Uh, but that they are not necessarily raised uh, in, an, in an era of, of journalistic integrity. They aren't necessarily uh, following the same rules uh, that journalists have followed for a very long time. And it's not altogether clear 
in every instance uh, that they're getting paid perks, that they're getting shipped somewhere, that they're getting free trips, that they're getting free products. And so that's one of the reasons the disclaimer has become so important is to maintain that firewall, to have a hashtag advertisement or promoted or sponsored, or in this case, I'm an EA game changer, which is the name for their program of sponsored content so that we can identify, okay, this person got something from Electronic Arts and a reasonable third party can evaluate whether or not it's trustworthy what they're saying about the product that they were given access to or that the perks that they received. That's what the disclaimers are supposed to do. And so if Electronic Arts asked this YouTuber to take down the disclaimers essentially because they viewed them as endorsements of the content, then one, they're using the disclaimers entirely incorrectly for uh, the Federal Trade Commission rules. And two, they are absolutely taking active steps to collapse that firewall to make it more unclear uh, that their perks were received. Now, in this particular case, it's interesting because uh, if you knew that this person got perks from Electronic Arts and still reviewed the game negatively, I think the the psychological implications of that are that he must have really hated the thing uh, because he got it free and he got access to whatever he got access to as part of a perk program with respect to Game Changers. And I do think that strengthens his argument, and it's certainly a strengthening that Electronic Arts would want to avoid. Um, in the last paragraph of this article from VG247, then we're going to talk about some of the tweets that have gone on around this issue is, while I think it's good that GGG Man Lives was honest with his coverage, it's concerning to see how different the standards are for solo content creators on YouTube. It reminds me of the recent Apex Legends event where video presenters had agreed to help announce the game with the hashtag Apex Partner before even playing the thing. And again, I have a video on the Apex Legends issue. Electronic Arts is really walking a fine line in the gray area here about what should be legitimate advertising, what should be disclosed, what's compliant with the FTC's rules and guidelines for, for fair disclosure of marketing information. And I think this is another instance that is going to play as a black eye for them, uh, especially if it proves to be as true as, as this person suggests. If there are other kind of conflating characteristics, that'll be interesting uh, to come out. I might do a follow-up if that happens. Uh, but certainly the language above in this, in this tweet from Lee Williams gives me pause as a lawyer because this is how I would write something if I wanted to uh, obfuscate what it was that I was specifically talking about in the public square. And that's the notion that some of our conditions on disclosure on sponsored weren't met. And certainly, if the response is the video can live without those sponsorship tags on, it's unclear what those conditions are. But my guess is there's some kind of disparagement clause. There's some kind of uh, rule on that um, or, or otherwise. Uh, he says content doesn't matter, but it, that's hard to believe with this set of circumstances where a video was taken down with watermarks and re-uploaded without watermarks and is apparently allowed to be re-uploaded without those watermarks, without those disclosures, and is okay with electronic arts. Uh, so that's an interesting part of the conversation. Uh, now let's look at a few of the tweets here outside of uh, Lee Williams just to discuss what's going on here because I do think it is interesting. So we've got a uh, tweet here from Skill Up reviewing Anthem is his uh, is his name. You change the name in Twitter to kind of uh, reflect if you're in the the review business or if you're in the journalistic business or if you're otherwise traveling. Uh, and so he says he's reviewing Anthem. He says while everyone is at me for being the evil, sensationalist, super negative, clickbaity YouTuber, I just like to point out that EA forced a reviewer to take down a negative Anthem review because he rightly disclosed he got his copy as part of the EA Game Changers program. And then he tweets the GGG Man Lives uh, tweet. I'm blacklisted by EA now and had to delete it. 
Uh, and then this is where, this is the actual tweet that caused Lee Williams to respond that nobody's blacklisted. Uh, some of the dis- conditions weren't met. Skill Up follows this up by saying, can I ask what conditions weren't met? The disclosure seemed identical to his preview video and identical to all other Game Changer disclosures I've seen. Regardless, I think it would have been perfectly fine to leave the video up and avoid this Streisand effect, which is a reference, of course, uh, to uh, the uh, phenomenon where if you highlight something that you don't want to have people know about, like this video, uh, if you highlight it by doing something like striking it or taking it down or causing it to be taken down from YouTube, you tend to uh, create a megaphone effect uh, for the fact that this video happened uh, for something that you didn't want known uh, to be out there. And certainly the fact that Hoag Law is doing a virtual legality episode on it uh, is part of that megaphone effect, is part of that Streisand effect. Uh, and I do think that Electronic Arts uh, is perhaps using a hammer when a scalpel would have been uh, more efficient, uh, but more problematically, they might be operating outside uh, of the law and the law's requirements. And I do think that's, that's interesting in and of itself. Uh, looking at the GGG Man Lives uh, set of tweets here, uh, we see he says, uh, I finally managed to get my Anthem game video done, and sadly I don't have many positive things to say about it. I hope they can fix the game over time by listening to player feedback, but right now it's a hard sell and it's a damn shame. And then <clears throat> a Twitter follower about four hours ago from the making of this video says, the video is unavailable. And he says, I'm blacklisted by EA now and had to delete it. And I uploaded a video here if people are interested. It's the same video, just without the disclaimer at the start. Uh, and we go and we look at this video, and we see uh, he, he comments on it a bit further in the comments to the video, where he says, Hey guys, I had to delete the original review for various reasons. This is the exact same video, just with EA watermarks removed. And again, if you like the video, remember to subscribe. Um, and so his statement, the, the, the facts that he's laid out here, and it's very difficult to tell in terms of accuracy. Uh, like I said at the start of this video, uh, unpeeling who's telling the truth and who's not is very difficult in these circumstances, especially with the removed video, uh, because it's impossible to see if what he's saying here is true. Uh, we have no reason to disbelieve him necessarily. The video should be the same. He got it up very shortly after the original video. So if there were significant edits, uh, they would have had to have been minimal in volume. But uh, we don't really know whether it's the case that it was just the watermark uh, that was changed from the old video to this video. But if we assume that he's telling the truth, uh, that's an interesting state of affairs because it doesn't make a lot of sense for what the watermarks are supposed to do. Um, so that's really the state of affairs as of this morning. Let's talk about the Game Changers program because it's not a program I was familiar with too terribly well. I don't follow a lot of Twitch streamers. I don't follow a lot of YouTube reviewers. Uh, I do have a passing familiarity with a lot of the influencers and what's happening with respect to how these companies are starting to advertise their products. And certainly the massive, massive, massive success of the Apex Legends program in terms of getting the word out there on a very short timeline, having that 25 million people start playing it within the first week is going to start influencing public relations spend, how these companies market their video games, especially free-to-play games in the future. Uh, and so I think it's worth noting, it's worth having these conversations because for one, I think the law has to adapt. I think the FTC has to take a look at this and has to start promulgating new rules and regulations that say, okay, this is a very specific set of things. These are YouTubers and Twitch streamers that don't have this journalistic background. There's nothing wrong with that, but they don't have that background. 
and we need to be even more careful about what it is that they're saying. And I don't think that the FTC's kind of blogger or, or web blogger or however else they refer to these kinds of social media content uh, items is up to date and certainly could be something that could be revised and reviewed, and it's something I would definitely uh, like to see. Uh, but let's look at the Game Changers program itself. So we here we have the Game Changers logo, a big purple screen, very very sexy, uh, and it says a community partnership program. Uh, it says Game Changers is EA's community partnership program that fuses content creators and expert players directly into the game development process, enabling early collaborative feedback for improvements. We also empower innovative storytelling by granting creators early access to gameplay capture. Our mission to put our community at the center of everything we do by providing one-of-a-kind access and experiences. And if you're listening to this on the podcast rather than watching it on the YouTube, we've got a lot of photos here of various uh, influencers, various content creators looking over computers and talking to developers about how they're making their games and potentially getting involved in the game-making process. It says, we help creators tell amazing stories. EA has some of the most iconic games in the world. Our game changers receive unparalleled access to exclusive content, studio development teams, real-life events, and the opportunity to have a significant impact on our games. The most exciting thing of all? The best content and stories about our games now live on our Game Changers channels. So let's take a stop and a break one second here because what we're going to get to at the end of this video is the fact that disclosure needs to happen because perks and benefits and monetary items are given to these folks by Electronic Arts in order to essentially promote their games. Uh, and certainly you have here right now that the mission statement of the Game Changers initiative is we're going to give them unparalleled access to exclusive content. That's content nobody else can get access to, access that nobody else can get access to. And that is something that is of a benefit to them. That is something that's going to help them provide content on their channel. It's exclusive. It's going to get them eyeballs. It's going to get them monetization. It's going to get them subscriptions on Twitch. This has monetary value, real value in the current economic market of our day. And so these things are admitted by Electronic Arts. These things are admitted by the game changers uh, for the most part, that they're getting this access. And it also says the best content and stories about our games will live on these channels. These are essentially partners. We're going to give you benefits so that you give us benefits in return, so that you market our products, so that you market our programs. And that's what makes disclosure required is that they have this close personal relationship with Electronic Arts that without that disclosure is not obvious to someone that's just following along and says, hey, I like this guy. I like his reviews. I'm going to I'm going to listen to this review. And if they don't have that disclosure, if it doesn't say ad, if it doesn't say promoted, if it doesn't say sponsored, if it doesn't say EA Game Changers, if it doesn't say something that suggests that this person is affiliated with Electronic Arts in some fashion is essentially misleading. And that's what the FTC and that's what the false marketing uh, programs and laws are really designed to prevent. Uh, further on, they say we train and invest in creators. EA believes in supporting our game changers and helping them achieve their goals. Each year we host the training events where hundreds of creators come together with our friends from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch to learn the latest techniques, trends, and best practices for content creation, editing, live streaming, and more. Another benefit. 
Certainly, if you were to just sign up to a conference, sign up to a seminar, sign up to a class about these things, that would cost some portion of money to pay for teachers, to pay for speakers, to pay for those kinds of folks. EA is giving it to these folks for free because they're signed up and because they want their voices to be spread as far as possible. And the fact that these influencers make money on that is essentially uh, doesn't matter to Electronic Arts. But Electronic Arts is giving this access to them in order to get their voices out to as many people as possible. In addition, we offer multiple opportunities to create sponsored content and collaborate with teams and partners across EA. Sponsored content being specifically in this context, content that is actually fully paid for by Electronic Arts. We've talked about benefits in terms of exclusive access, in terms of training. Um, sponsored content, I, in, in my reading of this, is essentially EA saying, hey, we'd love a preview video for Anthem, uh, and here's $1,000 to do that video, or here's a set amount of dollars per thousand views that you have on the video. I don't know how they structure those contracts, uh, but that is directly, uh, essentially funded by Electronic Arts, that they are advertising uh, with you in your creation of this content. Uh, we see some media from Game Changers, uh, and then uh, we, we hit the end of the page with some more pictures. Um, I wanted to talk about the About page for this just a little bit, uh, which really covers the same kind of stuff. There's an About page for this. I highly recommend checking this out. This will be linked in the description to the video, uh, ea.com slash Game Changers. Uh, but it says, EA Game Changers is a community partnership program. Uh, we empower creators with early access gameplay capture to inspire innovative storytelling. So they get this early access to the games. And as you know, if you follow uh, the video game review industry, if you follow any other things in the pop culture media landscape, uh, early uh, access, early video, early reviews, early impressions uh, is the currency of the realm. Uh, I think some huge percentage of, of clicks, of views, of engagement uh, with videos, with articles happens very near release and certainly in the preview period uh, for video games and movies and TV shows and books being released. Uh, and so this is very important currency for these folks to get. This is the important access that we talked about uh, when we talked about that ethics in games journalism video. Uh, access is as or more important really than the straight changing money of uh, putting money in their hands because uh, the money being put in their hands is coming from advertisers, coming from the views that they get on their channel, is coming from the, the clicks and engagement that they get. Um, so it's very important to get this early access. Uh, and it talks about player relationships some more. It talks about being able to give feedback to the games. Um, and so it's, it's basically just important to understand that the Game Changers initiative, the Game Changers program, which is perfectly fine in and of itself, is, in fact, benefits being given by a publisher, in this case, Electronic Arts, to these folks that are not otherwise obviously affiliated with the company. And that means that they have certain disclosure rules. Disclosure. EA requires full disclosure and transparency with every game changer content activation or paid sponsorship that we are involved with. Game changer content activations for this purpose is going to be codes that they deliver for video games, access that they've given to things like Anthem, Paid sponsorship, like we talked about just now, is probably more specifically, hey, we're going to give you money for clicks, we're going to give you money for views, we're going to give you money straight up, we're going to give you a, a, a paid license or something along those lines to get access to this thing because we want this content to exist that doesn't otherwise exist. The disclosure is mandatory for every country, language, or influencer that we work with. We do not partner with influencers, agents, or talent who do not support proper disclosure. And you see here pictures of presented by Game Changers, a watermark, and sponsored by EA, a watermark. So the Game Changers program, it says, Game Changers have full editorial control over their content and storylines. 
full editorial control. EA does not approve Game Changer content, opinions, or creative choices. EA does monitor all Game Changer content to ensure compliance with our disclosure policy, which is primarily the presented by EA Game Changer's watermark with included audible and written descriptions. Couple things to break down here. So the first statement is full editorial control over their content. The second statement is we don't approve of the content opinions or creative choices. So if you recall when we started this video, one of the things that was complained about with respect to uh, the GGG Man Lives video is that uh, EA told him, according to him, uh, that the Game Changers initiative represented some kind of endorsement. And so he needed to remove the watermarks uh, because the Game Changers disclaimer on the front of a video that was so negative about their product, about their video game, looked like an Electronic Arts endorsement that they didn't want to endorse. And so he had to remove the watermarks. Obviously, the lawyers in charge of the program, the people that put this thing together, know full well that that's not the purpose of the disclosures because that's what they say right here. EA does not approve of these things. That can also be read as a third party should not interpret it to mean that EA has approved of something with the Game Changers logo. Anybody that looks at the Game Changers program should be able to see here from their description of the program itself that EA is not endorsing what they have to say here. They're saying that they have full editorial control because they want people to trust these folks uh, as their community manager said. It says EA does monitor all Game Changer content to ensure compliance with our disclosure policy which is primarily, we're going to come back to that word, the watermark, including audible and written descriptions. And the watermark, as I understand it, again, I don't watch a ton of these videos, uh, is essentially a front kind of page that says presented by Game Changers uh, and says that audibly as well as in writing. Uh, and that was removed from the video that we can see on the GGG Man Lives site. Um, and so that doesn't exist at all right now, but we have every reason to believe that he received Anthem uh, as a, a copy from Electronic Arts, uh, and if we go back to that first sentence, we see EA requires full disclosure and transparency with every Game Changer content activation. So right now, and this can happen in contracts, this can happen in relationships in the business world and otherwise, he's essentially caught between a rock and a hard place. EA is requiring him, undoubtedly under his contract, to disclose that he's a Game Changer because he received a copy of Anthem. However, they apparently have all also communicated to him that his review is so negative that he needs to remove the watermarks because it will be viewed as an EA endorsement of a negative uh, article, and they don't want they don't want to have endorsed such a negative uh, prescription on their game. Uh, and so he's stuck between contract obligations on the one hand, between EA communications on the other, and also by the FTC's rules about what folks have to say in terms of blogging, in terms of website influencing. Uh, in respect of what they've been paid to do. Uh, the paragraph goes on here on the Game Changers disclosure site to say, Game Changers are generally not paid for their content, though some will receive small stipends to cover minor expenses when attending official EA-sponsored events requiring travel, like EA Play and Gamescom. We may also provide pre-release access to our games. All EA Game Changer program content requires community disclosure. And again, that makes sense. That is what's required under the FTC rules, which we're going to look at in just a second. Uh, and so we have here a scenario where Electronic Arts appears to be, from what we can glean so far, asking this person to remove watermarks that accurately portray the relationship he has with the content provider, with the, with the product provider, and is putting him in certain exposure risk, is putting him in certain risk uh, with Electronic Arts, and is putting Electronic Arts in certain risk insofar as this is accurate and this was actually what was asked to this person. So well, it wouldn't surprise me as we go throughout the day that Electronic Arts uh, further uh, 
discusses the, the decisions that were made here and either clarifies them, reverses them, or otherwise. Uh, but why are these disclosure items necessary? Again, this is discussed at length in the Apex Legends video, so I'm only going to discuss it a little bit here. But we look here at the FTC's endorsement guides, and we see the guides say if there's a connection between an endorser and the marketer that consumers would not expect and it would affect how consumers evaluate the endorsement, that connection should be disclosed. The same is usually true if the endorser has been paid or given something of value to tout the product. And as we talked about earlier in this video, there's certainly been things of value that have been given. Uh, the FTC is only concerned about endorsements that are made on behalf of a sponsoring advertiser. For example, an endorsement would be covered by the FTC Act if an advertiser or someone working for an advertiser pays you or gives you something of value to mention a product. If you receive free products or other perks with the expectation that you'll promote or discuss the advertiser's products in your blog. And again, the FTC's rules are a little old, uh, but this includes Twitch streams. This includes YouTube videos. This includes Facebook posts. Then you're covered. Again, I want to read that again. If you receive free products or other perks with the expectations that you'll promote or discuss the advertiser's products in your blog, you're covered. The one thing we basically do know and that nobody really disputes in this particular circumstances is that GGG Man Lives received a code to play Anthem with the understanding that he would discuss it on his YouTube channel. So he's covered by the FTC rules. And the FTC's rules require disclosure. Uh, let's see here if we can get down to it. Uh, so what about a platform like Twitter? How can I make a disclosure when my message is limited to 140 characters? The FTC isn't mandating the specific wording of disclosures. However, the same general principle that people get the information they need to evaluate sponsored statements applies across the board, regardless of the advertising medium. The word sponsored and promotion are nine characters. Paid ad is seven. Starting a tweet with ad or ad, which only takes three characters, would likely be effective. What about ambassador or brand ambassador in a tweet? The use of ambassador is ambiguous and confusing. Many customers are use, unlikely to know what it means. By contracts, XYZ ambassador will likely be more understandable where XYZ is a brand name, something like EA Game Changer. However, even if the language is understandable, a disclosure also must be prominent so it will be noticed and read. And so we see here another circumstance like the Apex Legends one where Electronic Arts is giving perks, is giving benefits to these, to these folks and they need to disclose that they are getting these perks under the FTC's rules. Uh, and Electronic Arts has to basically make sure that reasonable steps are taken to uh, ensure that their influencers are making these disclosures. And so in this particular circumstance, where Electronic Arts appears to have had a communication with this influencer, with this content creator, that suggested that they needed to remove the legally compliant disclosure in order to avoid some kind of endorsement paradigm that really doesn't exist if you read their Game Changers kind of motto and mission statement on their own website. I think that there is the potential for legal liability, unfortunately, on the side of the, the YouTube creator himself and, and also very specifically on Electronic Arts. Uh, so Electronic Arts certainly shouldn't be in the business of asking people to remove watermarks that otherwise are required by the law and to avoid false marketing uh, issues. Uh, but it's unclear now whether that's happened in this particular circumstance. That's certainly what the YouTuber is suggesting to have happened, and that's why I'm covering it in this video today. 
Uh, but like I said at the top of this video, I do think it's important to take everything with a grain of salt. I do think it's important to look at things and say, hey, we don't necessarily know the full facts of the situation. And I'm, I'm very interested personally in seeing what, if anything, Electronic Arts says more formally about this issue, because I do think it's going to become a story today. I do think it's going to be something that they have to answer, that they're going to have to respond to. Uh, because Electronic Arts, frankly, can't be in the business of silencing its critics because that's going to blow up their entire marketing paradigm. And it's a marketing paradigm that worked very, very, very well uh, only two weeks ago. Uh, and so that's really what I wanted to say about this topic. If you like this video, please like it. Please subscribe to my channel. I talk about these things very regularly, uh, whether it's related to video games, sports, uh, information technology, software. I like to dive into the business and the legal side of these things. Also, I wanted to say, I said this on the back end of my videos, the last couple of them, uh, that the best engagement I get on these things is when you like and share them uh, with forums, with Reddit, with message boards, with other communities that you're involved in. If you think somebody would be interested in this, uh, whether it's NeoGAF or Reset Era, another message board, another forum, another site that I'm not familiar with uh, and that I don't have the reach for because I, I, after I get done with these videos, I sit around and do law all day and I talk to my clients and I do those contracts. Uh, and... I would really appreciate it. I think we get great engagement out of that. I love those conversations that happen there. Please feel free to share them wherever you like. I think uh, this content is important really for talking about what is happening with the industry right now, what people can expect, and the kind of moves that are going to happen with this video in particular uh, with marketing these things. And I think Electronic Arts may well have found itself in a problematic situation with respect to this particular issue, certainly if it's as portrayed by GGG Man Lives. Uh, and it's going to be something that I think everybody should be interested in following uh, because I think it is an important story for the industry. So again, uh, thanks once again. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, and thank you so very much for watching or listening if you're listening on a podcast. And I will see you on the next Virtual Legality.